Welcome to Obsessed. Woo! That right there is Ariana. And that's Jeff. And this episode, we'll be talking about ADHD. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not uh, specific areas of ADHD. Um, Inspired by yours truly. Oh, yes. So, I know. So, um... Jeff knows this, of course, um, but this will be a little bit more of a vulnerable episode because I have recently been officially, I'm putting like air quotes around officially, um, diagnosed with ADHD. Uh, I've known for the last few years, Mm -hmm. um, but I've never like gone to someone who could do that and then like progress and you know go to the next step if if I want to um so it right. felt a little validating um but I've had quite the journey over the last few years um after like figuring out that I may have this like what does that look like and then every day like seeing more and more uh ways in which it's like impacted my life um and trying to also like not be defined by it. So it's definitely been a journey. It's not over um, at all. It's still very early days. <laughs> yeah, like journeys don't really end. It's just something that you're kind of a part of and you're like, okay, this is what I like. I'm just going to, you know, move forward living with this new knowledge that I have. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, I am part of the neurodivergent um, crew now. And I like to say neurospicy, which is just a fun way. (laughs) A fun way to say it. It's all so fun. Um, And I am like now, again, because I've I've known outside of this like air quote official diagnosis that I I have this. Um, um, But, you know, so so I am at the point where I'm starting to um, look at it as a strength and a positive and truly just the, the... a different way um, that my brain works. And that's it. They're, they're, it's not good or bad. It's just different. Um, it's different. And different is beautiful. We celebrate differences here. Different is beautiful. Different is beautiful. Um, and I'm not operating from a mindset of, like, my ADHD needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. It's not something that, like, needs to be fixed. It's just something that um, I have to accommodate to really get the the most out of the way that my brain functions. Absolutely. Um, and that's all. But it's really difficult in, like, putting a name to a group of, I don't even want to say symptoms. Not that there's anything wrong with the word symptoms, but, like, not everything has to be a symptom. Yeah. Um, but just a group of, like, characteristics because even the most self-aware and, like, progressive people will I think start to think of things a little bit differently because now there's now there's a name now there's like a um a group now there's an association to this thing and so for me in in going through this process it you know I I didn't love that I started to see myself as like defective because I ne- I always thought that a lot of the ways in which ADHD shows up which I'll talk about um, were unique to me, were, like, quirks, were ways that, like, oh, that's just Ari. Yeah. Oh, she forgets <laughs> she's everything. She's just being Miley. <laughs> she's just well, being Ari. Miley. Literally, <laughs> she's just being Ari. Like, yeah. she's she's going to be late. She's going to hyperfixate. She's going to do all this stuff. I didn't even have the vocabulary for half of it. Um, but, like, that's just me. And then I find out that a lot of the way I operate happens to a lot of other people who share this diagnosis and I'm like that's so cool but like am I am I not unique anymore like am I not me like and it's so it sounds so dramatic to jump to that thought but truly that's been like part of my journey and and just because I'm kind of an all or nothing gal I don't think that surprises really anyone (laughs) but but I was like oh I have this thing now Everything I thought about myself is wrong, and I don't know who I am because all oh. of it is associated to this thing. <laughs> oh, I, I could definitely see. I mean, it's a diagnosis. Like anytime you're diagnosed with anything. Also, I'm not like 
qualify to give like medical oh, advice or psychological same. advice, obviously. But same, same. But yeah, I feel like, like actually, like asterisk, we are not yeah. medical professionals, <laughs> and I'm not telling. This is not an episode to be like afterwards, like oh, maybe I have ADHD too, which it. If it helps you, if it helps clarify some things, like, cool, but please don't but we be like, Ari and Jeff yeah. said this, so... And we, we can't prescribe medication for it, so oh, don't sure, even for sure, we cannot. <laughs> but yeah, so Ari, like, I find that a lot of my patients, when they're diagnosed, is just gonna... Oh my god, Jeff, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> well, I just, I just feel like when... Like, when you are diagnosed with something, you're like, okay, now I have a name for something that I've been dealing with. It's like... It's like, what are these next steps now? Like, now that I know what it is and it's not, like, an undetermined thing, I feel yeah. like it is kind of, like, a superpower. Because you're like, okay, I know what it is. Like, now, at a t- like, we're at a time more than ever before where we're, like, lucky to be very open about mental health. And I feel like we mm-hmm. have a lot more information about it. Um, so, I'm, like, I'm honestly happy that you were <laughs> diagnosed with ADHD because I know that you were struggling with some of these things for like a few mm-hmm. years now and i think now that you like know what it is it's like this is just one step in in the right direction of like being able to manage it yes you're you're absolutely right and like at my core that's how i feel um but when i first discussed this with my therapist and like she had pointed out that i have this um I saw it more of oh as a weakness because Mm. I was like well like I said earlier I'm defective again the the the, like ridiculous stories we tell ourselves that we start to believe um like I'm either defective or the only reason it's popping up now is because the like mechanisms I put in place to hide it have disappeared. So I'm weak. Like I have to find new ones. Um, or this wouldn't have happened if I didn't like slack on blah, blah, blah. Um, and really just like making myself the, the villain and the reason why these things are happening. Like as if I have any control over the way that my like brain responds to anything, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm saying that was like early on in, in my journey. I feel so much better about it now. Absolutely. (laughs) But, but yeah, but like it, in all honesty, a lot of these thoughts popped up early on because when you have something like this, you, you do subconsciously come up with ways to mask it and move on with your life because you know that you have to get stuff done, right? Right. And when those start to fall down, you realize that, like, oh, maybe I wasn't as capable as I always, like, presented to people. And that's more of a reflection on me and my abilities and not because of how my brain functions. And so it was just a a battle of, like, what's core to me? What is caused by maybe something else that's going on? And, like, who am I? Which... For me, I don't know if anyone else relates, but anything that, like, is new to my self-aware journey or, like, a new tool in my pocket, I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't stop thinking about it. So it's no surprise that I've gone down these, like, separate rabbit holes in relation to this. But... Anyway, we're, we're further along in the journey, um, and so I feel comfortable talking about it. I want to share some things that um, I found to be, like, really interesting in learning about this and also specifically how it impacts women and why it goes, like, undetected or, like, misdiagnosed in yeah. women. Um and That's interesting. Yeah. I actually I have no idea where this is gonna go, so I'm I'm very. Curious. I know. I'm excited. Um, but before I get into like some more details about ADHD, um, Jeff, if you don't mind me asking, um, I know you don't suffer from ADHD, but I do know that you. Well, you've even not mentioned that I, it. Oh. not that I know of. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, right, not the unofficially, of. yeah. Hey, maybe after this episode, you'll be like, do I have ADHD? Well, I honestly, like, I definitely have some some form of it. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, un- undiagnosed. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to also say that, like, we, as Jeff mentioned, like, I'm so happy that we're, like, 
talking about mental health so openly and like putting it at the forefront and like really trying to work in it as a society um at least in our groups the groups that we like you know hang out with and and this state and whatever but I do think that there's like another level of it where it's we're all kind of obsessed with it Mm -hmm. and I even find myself in these like like isolated internal states where I just ruminate and I think that it's like reflection but it's actually ruminating um which isn't great. You don't want to ruminate on stuff. You can reflect and move on. You don't want to sit there and let it stew. Yeah. So I do feel like we're all like so obsessed with like having a diagnosis, having answers, self-growth. And that obsession like kind of takes away from living life and like the process, right? Like yeah. it almost prevents you from taking action because you're constantly like therapizing and intellectualizing. Yeah, At least for that, me. That that makes sense. It, it almost, like, becomes your identity when it's yes. actually just, like, a small part of, like, who you are as a person. And But I could see how one would get, like, lost in, in like, it, down that rabbit hole, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, anyway, though, back to what, what I was uh, bringing up with you... Um, have you had like a sort of like a similar process or journey with your anxiety? Cause, cause you've also talked about it on the podcast as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, yeah. Like for me, like it's interesting because I personally like being like, if I'm going through something or if I have an ailment, like I need a diagnosis. I do not mm. like when something is unresolved or, um, or just, like, an unknown. Like, I like assigning meaning to to something that mm-hmm. I'm going through or, like, an injury or an ailment that I have or something because then I'm like, okay, that's just narrowing it down to, like, what my condition actually is. So, yes, I was, like, diagnosed with um, anxiety and depression um, What through one of my therapists. And it was, like, just by hearing... Because I've said a lot. Like, I, I was like, I feel really depressed, like, blah, 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 or I'm, like, anxious. But hearing, like, a medical professional tell me these things it makes me feel like okay like I know what it is and now now that I know what it is like I can move forward with like treating it and like learning how to live my life with these conditions you know um so for me I actually did I answer your question (laughs) no you you did no 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 You, you did Oh, <laughs> sorry, I totally got lost. Uh-huh. No, I, I love where you were going, and that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm also the same way, right? So I will, like, hyper-focus on all of these options and things that I think it is, and I just, I need an answer because I won't be able to stop thinking about it till I get an answer. Um, but I, I do think a piece of that is also, like, you and I operate from a place of like getting a lot of stuff done which we we both have anxiety i think it displays a little different for both of us um but we both Mm -hmm. have like i think it's safe to say like high functioning anxiety um and the high functioning piece of that is key right like we have we use it to fuel us and um i think sometimes with like a diagnosis or like getting an answer it's almost like oh check off the list Another thing I had to do, cool, now we know that, let's move on to the next thing. Let's move on to the next right. thing, which I don't think is, like, a real hindrance. It's just something to, like, note because I do that a lot, too. And it's sometimes I could, like, not deal with the thing because I'm like, oh, oh, good. Figured out what that was. Now we're moving on to the next. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. It's you like know? crossing it off on your to-do list. Right. It's like, it's like working on yourself is not, like, a to-do period it's not um figuring these things out are not just something that like you like say you did and you just move on with life um they're part of your journey right and like if you want them to be if you want to like try to figure out how to like coexist um with this stuff so it's interesting yeah i mean you could try everything you can to like push it down and not acknowledge it but it'll if it's severe enough, like, it'll creep up on you. 
So it's either like accept it and learn to live with it or like it'll eventually just bottle up and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And that's like kind of what happened to me. Not that I knew it existed and I was purposefully suppressing it, but um, it got to a point where like the systems I put in place that I didn't, I subconsciously put in place, like just weren't working anymore. Um, and so it it reared its head. So, um, anyway, well, thank you for sharing about that. Um, Oh my gosh. Yes. I know. I wasn't expecting to get all, uh, open and vulnerable. I I love it. I love it. 15 minutes. Um, but the point of having a podcast is to, to have a conversation, so... Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, so I'm just going to get into ADHD a little bit. Um, and so, for those who don't know, I mean, it's I feel like it's been thrown around a lot. Um, but some people might not even know what it stands for. Um, so ADHD stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, right? ADD is Attention Deficit Disorder. Um, and... ADHD is a developmental impairment of the brain's self-management system. Mm. So when someone has ADHD, they are likely to possess many or all of the symptoms of executive dysfunction. So for anyone who is part part of the neurodivergent community um, or has ADHD, you've heard of executive dysfunction. Um, And really what that is, uh, is... Um, not being able to put in place executive function skills like um, planning, focusing our attention, remembering Mm. instructions, managing multiple tasks. Um, That's the dysfunction piece. And uh, and so that's why people with ADHD, it looks like a lot of those things, right? Like they just, they're unable to, to get that stuff done um, or do it in a productive organized way um because that's just not how the brain is wired um and actually like the term attention deficit according to some experts is like a misleading name and the more i've learned about it and like talk about this with my therapist and just like read about it i actually kind of agree um attention reg uh sorry attention deregulation might actually be a more accurate description since most people with ADHD have more than enough attention. They just can't harness it in the right direction at the right time with any consistency. So like it's not that you are deficit in your attention. It's there. It's just not being utilized. Yes. Yeah. Like a deficit implies that you don't have an attention span really. Exactly. Which is really always the case with ADHD. Right. An example of that is I have all of my attention on TikTok for hours at a time. It's not being harnessed in the direction that I want it to be, but I'm fully paying attention yeah. to that. Right. And like, it's, it's a lot of times when you like hear someone with ADHD or know someone with ADHD, like talk about hyper-focusing, hyper-fixating, like you are very capable of fixating on something and learning every detail and going down a rabbit hole. So you can pay attention. It's just not the thing necessarily that you wanted to pay attention on or maybe that you in that moment in time shouldn't have. I know. And I feel like TikTok knows that too. Like they have, Oh yeah. Like the, the algorithm is perfectly curated to capture your attention and hold it for hours they know that 100 right (laughs) and that's not even like i'm not saying that that only happens to people with adhd absolutely not right like you're saying it's literally built on that premise um (laughs) where you like can't stop but there are times like three hours have gone by i had no idea three hours went by oh my god yeah oh i know i'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've just been sitting here. Um, but so, yeah, individuals with ADHD hyper-focus and lose track of time, exhibit A, um, or end up, like, misplacing their keys or, like, blurt out unrelated thoughts and, like, interrupt people at times so they don't forget their thought. Um, oh, fuck. That's totally yeah. me. <laughs> oh, stop. I really, like, I, I genuinely don't want people listening to this and be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I have it. But again, if it does help move you in a direction where you like find out more like so be it i love but that. also like if you do have it like 
you you have it. It's just it's it's just a, and that's fine. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's it's just something that you have. It's, it doesn't it's define you. Literally, okay, right. It doesn't define yes. you at all. Um, um, and and again, this like this thought of like the attention deficit being misleading. Um, I I was talking to my therapist about this. I'm not even taking credit for it, but she pointed out that there like she would even go as far sometimes to say that like and she doesn't fully believe this but she pointed out that that some experts say that ADHD is like a western diagnosis because of capitalism and because of the narrative around productivity right so like there may be societies that don't mm. even know what this is because it's a byproduct of the society uh-huh. we've created. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like since, like, COVID and with remote work, like, ADHD, ADHD diagnoses has, like, skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. And, I, like, for sure. I, yeah, I do think it's, like, a product of, like, where our society is heading and, like, just the things that we value and use to pass time uh, in, our, in our day-to-day life. I, yep, I, I absolutely agree. And like, for me, when the world slowed down and there weren't answers for a lot of things, there are just so many unknowns and my, um, life that I didn't even think was routined, um, looked extremely different. I think my brain was just totally thrown. We, we all were emotionally, mentally, um, physically thrown for a loop. But what that did for me was reveal like what truly was underneath. Um, and I was kind of left with like, Oh, well, what, like, what do I do now? Um, but I, I think another piece of that too is like just what you pointed out earlier, Jeff, the open conversations around mental health. Like there's more information about what it actually means, ADHD specifically, um, as well as other, um, um, quote unquote disorders. And with that, that um, knowledge comes, you know, an increase in in diagnoses um, and re- realizing you may have it too, especially with something like this that has been like for so long misdiagnosed or only associated to a gender, um, only associated to children. Like, it's no shocker that <laughs> that as you get older, life gets harder, you lose your systems you've created, these, like, sort of facades that you've been, like, running on for so long start to dissipate because life is actually hard. Yeah. You're like, wow, what am I left with? Um, why am I suddenly unable to do these things that I was able to do? And what was interesting, so too. True. Yeah, and, like, for me specifically, I don't know if anyone will, will relate, when I started to go to therapy and realized I had high-functioning anxiety also, because I also didn't think that I was anxious. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't personally suffer from, like, anxiety attacks. So I yeah. thought because it wasn't presenting in that way, like, I don't have anxiety. Right. Um, right? Because you're, like, yeah. when you think of, or previously when I would think of anxiety, I'd be like, oh, someone physically is, is, is um, dealing with this, so that is anxiety. Yeah, it comes in like all forms of like severity, and I feel like, yes. like kind of like what you said. Like there was a point in time where ADHD and a lot of mental uh, disorders—I uh, don't even like calling them disorders—but like differences, they were all kind of like under these umbrella terms of just being like mentally, I don't know, incapable or whatever. Yes, but it's like now we have so much research and information out there where we know that there are different severities to anxiety you can be high functioning but you could also be on the other end where you do have like panic attacks that affect your day-to-day living and like i think that's like that's so incredible that we are able to differentiate between the different like severity levels and um and that like every every um condition should not be treated the same way because everyone is different you know yep i mean i don't have to ask if that you know i know you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. But I, right. I mean, I, I fully agree. And, and what was interesting in my case is, you know, I, I put a name to high functioning anxiety, which again was how I've always operated. Hence the high functioning piece. Always did well in school, always did, got my stuff done, but it was through the anxiety that I was able to do it. Like I had, I, it, my anxiety was a tool to get my stuff done. If I didn't like craft the stress, if I didn't rely on the anxiety, I would not do it. 
right? So as I learn about my anxiety and I start to go to therapy and I start to chip away at my anxiety and I become like a little bit more calmer and clearer in my head, the more ADHD symptoms or just ways, presentations, um, rear their head and I'm like oh interesting and now I have no not no anxiety because I absolutely still suffer from anxiety but um, at times but now I have less anxiety to lean on to do the stuff so what do I do how do I do the stuff (laughs) (laughs) I literally always joke to my therapist like like um you should have told me that anxiety was like a really helpful tool at ADHD because what the fuck do I do now? Yeah, you're <laughs> using like anxiety as a crutch, which is like counterintuitive question mark. I like, know. It, but like it was all subconscious and it was just yeah. a, I have to be I have to get myself to a point where I'm like I just have this narrative of something has to happen or else or leave something to the last minute because of the like stress boost that I guess from needing to do it in that moment, like, yeah, you, like all these well things under, are under anxiety, pressure. right? Yeah. Right, and those are all the I'm things the that way. like it's so funny. Like in a corporate environment, those are all the things that were like seen as strengths, right? Oh, I'm a perfectionist. Um, I work so well under stress. I'm like so adaptive. Um, I can like like pivot immediately and look these things are good but a lot of these things are kind of anxiety (laughs) for me and i was like oh interesting um so um so anyway i'm just going to continue on with um like and move more into the space of sort of the gender roles of adhd and um and again, more why it's like treated differently and has, has been dismissed. So this is this is super interesting. So ADHD is prevalent um, in both genders, of course, and in in all genders, however you right. identify. Um, and and those rates are very similar, but the diagnosis rate among American men is nearly sixty nine percent higher than it is among American women. 69. 69% so higher. So men like, are men are diagnosed more often yes, than women. Way more often. And again, the the it being prevalent or not doesn't even really matter in this situation. Um because we know that it does exist for everyone. But yeah, the official like diagnosis is almost 70% higher in men than women. Um I wonder why. Do you have a reason why, do you think? Oh or? yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Okay. There's oh a bunch God. of stuff, which is so interesting. Yeah. That is um, very interesting. Yeah. And so because of stereotypes and, like I said earlier, gender roles and societal expectations, hormonal impacts, um, it goes undiagnosed in women. It goes even unnoticed a lot of the time. Yeah. And society's like very 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 long list of expectations for women managing themselves managing the family the home all that requires like consistent coordination of those executive functions i talked about earlier um and because of these expectations research shows that women are highly motivated to hide their adhd symptoms and compensate for them through like masking or camouflaging or just coming up with whatever system they have to to get the stuff done because they're the ones that have to get the stuff done yeah um like there's no other option and so i very much was operating from this standpoint for a lot of my life like i knew i wanted to go to x school i knew i wanted to move away i knew i wanted to do whatever and so i literally had to do do what I had to do to get there um, and like rely on myself to get that stuff done. Um, and again, didn't even know I had it. Um, and so the symptoms that end up being like observable for women are often anxiety or like mood related, mm-hmm. um, which can lead to a misdiagnosis. Um, and a lot like of times, misdiagnosed with anxiety or yes. like some kind of maybe like bipolar. Exactly. Like yeah. 
Exactly. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of times, like women or young girls, have a subtle symptom presentation and are not outwardly disruptive to others. Because when you think of again, when society thinks of ADHD, you think of um, you know it being a male disorder and kids like young boys like bouncing off the wall and they're so hyperactive. Oh and God, again, yes. and that's a, I mean, and that's a that's a thing, of course, yeah. but but. That's been like for a very long time the only um, idea of what this is, um, and and there's no shocker that early studies were based on the behaviors of these white hyper hyperactive boys. Oh yeah, and so right, and so those findings helped shape the diagnostic criteria and scales that are literally still in use today. It's like it's like and most applying them to like. Adults. Everyone, yes, applying them to adults, all genders, exactly. Um, it's like when you find out that like most tests, right, that are run fitness tests, Jeff. Like all of these, I remember like um, when purchasing protein powder a million years ago because I haven't had protein powder in forever. Um, uh, like reading studies that, what well, reading articles, sorry, that state studies, most fitness studies are only use men. Only oh, yeah. use men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's that's so true, and um, it's not a fair like, um, my God, what like a not control group, but uh, yeah, I guess a control group. Like, what I mean, it's you, not not a. It's not group. like a fair experiment, I guess. Yes. either. but if the control group is just white men, then obviously that'll yeah. skew the the results or any kind of like diagnoses. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and actually women tend to experience more like central nervous system hypersensitivities compared to men. Um, they tend to like struggle more with the social socialization aspect of ADHD and what comes with that. Um, and again, like I said earlier, they are privy to hormonal, or their hormones, their literal, like, I, I'm not going to say monthly because it's daily. Like, they fluctuate so often in a month. Right. Um, we are, are uh, um, not victims, that's a terrible word, but, like, we're impacted in a way that men are not. Um, those with with female um, parts. And so uh, it's really interesting. Like, it, it, it can show up so differently. Um, but you could still have, like, classic displays as well. Um, I'm really going to stop using symptoms. But um, the word <laughs> symptoms. Um, but, yeah, like, some of the things, as I mentioned earlier, are, like, you know, uh, failing to, like, pay close attention to details or, like, make careless mistakes, um, trouble holding attention, uh, not following through, trouble organizing, um, getting easily distracted, forgetfulness in your daily activities, the time blindness I mentioned earlier. But it can also be rejection sensitivity, which is an intense emotional response to either real or perceived rejection, which a lot of times because, because these like assessment scales and this criteria don't take into account the, like the level of like self-worth and the, the degree that women hold themselves to again, who are according to society responsible for a lot and overwhelmingly yeah. a lot of things. Um, it's not taken into account like how much self-worth and, and how others perceive us is important, how fucking important that is. And right. so this rejection sensitivity is like a, a very common um, display amongst women. I um, never would have like even thought that at all. Yeah, yeah. That that would be like a sign. kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I would say, I would attribute that to like anxiety, like abandonment, yeah. you know, fear fear of embar- abandonment. Like, I don't know, but just not, not ADHD. That's, Wow. Yeah, and and it's it's interesting that you bring that up too, Jeff, because um, by adulthood, most women with ADHD have at least one comorbid disorder, quote, disorder, that can complicate the ADHD. So comorbid disorders are, are um, uh, like, I guess, 
disorders that like go hand in hand. I'm trying to think of how to describe it. But basically, it's not shocking at all to have ADHD and anxiety, ADHD and mood disorders, ADHD and dysregulated eating. And what ends up happening is they feed into one another. I was about to say, I feel like one of them could either trigger the other one or they make each other... Yes. uh, Symptoms stronger, like... Right. I I total I totally get that. Um right, which is why like yeah. it's such a delicate thing to uh first like process and even realize that you may you may experience but then also kind of go through that like diagnosis um experience. Right. Actually, that is so true because like let's say you do have anxiety paired with uh, uh, an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, like you might be treating anxiety, not knowing that like having that other disorder is causing your anxiety. So like you're actually yep. treating the the wrong uh, condition, I guess. Yeah. So Which, that yeah, mm-hmm. that's wow. And I mean that's a fabulous point, and that's where psychiatry is really fucking important, right? Because, because uh, think about, think about giving someone medication for a disorder. Like imagine you, you diagnose them with, um, bipolar two disorder, let's say, which is actually shares a lot of symptoms with ADHD. Mm -hmm. Let's say you give, you diagnose them with bipolar two disorder. Um, and you actually put them on, um, it's not, it's not a suppressant. I don't know what it's actually called. When in reality, they have ADHD and they need the literal opposite. They need a stimulant. Like, right. you don't know. Or you do the opposite situation and you give someone who has bipolar 2 disorder who could suffer from mania, you give them a stimulant. Like, yeah. imagine. Yeah, yep. So it's, My I gosh. mean, I, I'm not even going to pretend like I know a single fucking thing about psychiatry and medication. Yes. Um, and same here. I don't want to sound like I, no, I know what I'm talking about. I don't like, I, I'm like learning. Yeah. I, I, I'm absolutely not going to pretend. But what I do know is that it's really fucking difficult. And I don't envy people who work in this field. Um, it's not a thing you, you can get wrong. And I'm sure that weighs on, on anyone that prescribes medication constantly. (laughs) Um, but like another thing that ends up, that ends up leaning a little bit more towards, um, women is like over overwhelmed. Like I said earlier with the demands of relationships, like sometimes, um, women and, and it's not just women again, it's, it's all, it could be anyone with ADHD, but, but, the, the expectation that we have, like, so many deep relationships with friends, with our romantic partner, right? Like, we're the one, and I'm talking about a, like, cis-hetero relationship. Um, we're the ones who are supposed to be, not supposed to be, but thought of as, like, more emotionally intelligent. All of these things, like, if you are dealing with something that, overwhelms a lot of situations for you no matter what they are like you can also deal with overwhelm from maintaining relationships I even think about this um, with myself because in relation to friendships and how I constantly like genuinely think about sending out like apologizing texts apologetic texts to my friends to let them know like why I've been MIA. It has Mm. like nothing to do with them because sometimes I don't like reach out. Sometimes I don't answer for days, weeks at a time. Like there could be a question in a text and I like fully forgot that I was supposed to answer that. And I'm not like, I don't want to like use ADHD as a crutch or be like, it's because of this, but Right, right, right. The reality is sometimes it could be a little bit harder for me to remember to do that thing. That's all. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I mean, like, yeah. I, I just feel it makes the the really hard thing about this, and I, as I'm sure with so many other types of disorders, is it makes sometimes it can make you think that like you are a piece of garbage because you're still associating 
these displays um, with yourself. You think that, like, you are the cause. So I'm like, I am a fucking terrible friend because I have not reached out in two months. Like, I'm entire, they're, they don't want to be friends with me anymore. Why would you? Like, I didn't answer. I never yeah. sent you your birthday gift that I got literally for your birthday that was six months ago. Six months ago. And I'm like, I want to just be like, hey, look at my apartment. I have like five boxes that I still have not unpacked from moving six months ago. Like, of course I didn't send your birthday gift. But it just really, it, it those are the areas where it becomes like really difficult for me to like separate because um, I'm still early on, I think, in my journey. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm also a very... Um, uh, not self-deprecating because I am that, but that's not the word I want to use. <laughs> like, just like I, I'm very hard on myself. A lot of us are, but this and like not being able to do like basic fucking things, it makes me feel so dumb and so useless. And yeah, it's just hard. And I'm like, I don't want to like again use it as an excuse for why I didn't do things but I also have to be realistic that sometimes I'm gonna drop the ball yeah I mean you're you juggle a lot Ari like I I know that about you um and it, it is real it's hard to like not take things personally and like also I guess that's where like the thing like the fear of um rejection comes from too like you're so worried that you're going to disappoint mm. someone because you're worried that they're going to, like, reject you. Even though, like, I know, like, 99.9% .9 of the time it's never the case. I deal with that, too. I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I don't see this person in, like, a few weeks, like, they're going to stop, like, reaching out to me or they won't want to hang out with me ever again. Like, I don't – I definitely need to work on that, too, and I totally understand what you're yeah. coming from. And it's it, – it, it is hard to, to not blame yourself, but it's not your – I mean – Coming from, like, a third third party over here, like, I, from what I could see, like, it's not your, it's not your fault. <laughs> well, well, thank you for that. And I don't, also don't want this episode to be, like, a, a Ariana letting everyone know that if she drops the ball, it's not because she's a shitty person. Like, but, I don't, I don't want that to be it either. No. I'm just literally talking about the ways that it's, it's impacted me. That, like, sure. I had, I just, I, I feel like I was so put together. So to when in reality, I probably wasn't, but, or I had to be out of fear or there are a million reasons why. And when I finally started to like really work on myself and try to like be a calmer, um, more in tune person, this is where all of this pops up and it's just yet another it's just another challenge and thing that I have to, um, you know, figure out how to have a, a what, a symbiotic relationship with? A, I don't yeah, know like, what the fucking word is. I, I guess, like, just learning how to how to coexist and yeah. maybe, like, yeah, even using, and I'm kind of, I'm saying this too because I feel like I need to remind myself this too. It's like seeing every challenge as, like, an opportunity for, for growth and like for more like self-discovery and like yeah this is it it seems really hard but like you you could do hard things Ari I've I've witnessed it <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, and, thank you, Jeff. And, and like it just really is like it's just another challenge that like will you will over overcome it yeah. um and it just happens to have a name it's not just you know it, it this challenge has a name to it um but at, now that I'm thinking about it too, remember how like right before we started recording, I was like, oh, like something about like naming, like ha like yes. when you know the name of something. I was so I was thinking about I think it was from one of the Conjuring movies, and they were saying okay. that like when you when you know the name of a demon, that demon like loses its strength, and like you have control mm. over it. Um, I don't know if this has any truth in like a biblical sense, but it kind of reminded me of like this whole concept. It's like you again, kind of going back to what we were talking, saying earlier, like, you know the name of what you were diagnosed with, ADHD. Um, and it's like, I got you, ADHD. I know who you are. 
there's a lot of research out there. There's a lot of support out there, and I will like overcome it <laughs> or something. Yeah, no, I think I actually <laughs> I don't know if that connection will work for literally anyone else on this planet, but I appreciate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So you're pretty much saying like that advice is terrible. No, the advice <laughs> is amazing. The specific call out with the naming the demon, I think, oh, is yeah. so unique <laughs> to us and maybe other horror lovers. Yeah. Um, that I like I basically you're speaking my language is what I'm saying <laughs> so I appreciate that and you're right I also think that that was in the exorcist as well the first one yes. um, yeah it comes just, up I, it comes up often. exactly but I think I think um, it's a metaphor for just like you know getting diagnosed with something and just knowing the name of it and just know that I, you're stronger than than it <laughs> I oh I appreciate that so much and yeah, I, I I do agree. And, like, what's funny, too, is, I mean, I don't think anyone who decides to listen to this episode will think this, but I, it's, like, it's absolutely not silly to, to have this as a diagnosis. But I'm, like, I feel like a lot of people have it. And want to hear another like intrusive ridiculous thought of mine um and again i told you guys i'm i'm being vulnerable this episode which (laughs) may not seem like it's it's hard for me sometimes it is and with this uh, a thought that unfortunately like comes up every now and then is um if so many people have this like and these characteristics about myself that I thought were unique to me, like, now I I share them with so many other individuals. Like, who is Ari with these shared displays (laughs) of functioning in the world? Okay. Wait, sorry, I'll... I'll, I'll let you finish. <laughs> no, definitely. Please interrupt me. This is the funniest thing because, again, I'm just sharing. I don't think that this is a good or healthy thought. I'm just sharing. These thoughts come up, and I'm like, I'm not unique. And literally, my therapist is like, you are still you. I promise you're still you. Like, the way, even the way that you, like, operate with some of these um, displays, like the things that you choose to hyper-focus on, the things that you blah, 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 like they're unique to you. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, I just thought, I just thought it was quirky that I was always late. Ariana. Okay. You, you say a lot of ridiculous things, but this is one of the most ridiculous things you've ever said because (laughs) first of all, like I have never, and like pretty much anyone that I've ever known, like no one has ever met a person like you before. Like you are one of a kind. I'm not even going to say one in a million because I I even feel like those odds are too small. Like you're one in like a trillion zillion. So just because you share a disorder with other people does not make you any less than you. (laughs) That's like saying, oh, I have high blood pressure, but like so many other people have high blood pressure, so I'm not unique. (laughs) Okay. Okay, when you put it like that, it sounds absolutely absurd. (laughs) Okay, but your your feelings are valid. I'm not trying to like undermine how you're feeling, but um, it's just, you know, I... I just agree with your therapist that you are still you and you are unique and you are special. <laughs> well, thank you for that. No, it's it's like, you know when something is true, but you keep leaning towards the more ridiculous untrue. Yeah. For, I, I don't know why that happens sometimes, but I really appreciate yeah. you saying that. I was like, honestly, so sweet. Um, And... I mean, this is just, like, the true messiness of, like, what can happen when you, like, learn something, like, big about yourself. Um, And, yeah, and, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what comes next. Um, But I just wanted to share that with you, Jeff. I know we've talked about it, but yeah. also our listeners to see again, if like, you know, if, if anyone relates to it or just, um, maybe, maybe it'll even inspire some people to be honest with their loved ones about stuff that they've been going through. Like, it's also been difficult for me to share it because I, I feel like it's not, um, it's not 
as dramatic as like something else. So for me to come out and be like, hey, I've been like dealing with like ADHD paralysis. Like I can't figure out how to get out of bed. Like, can you help me? I feel like that's like so ridiculous to say to someone. And then I'm like, Ari, you literally have people in your life that like love you and you love and are trusting and always create safe spaces. Like, of course you should be sharing it. So throughout this process, yeah, the last few years, I've also been trying to push myself to be more open about my journey. And if talking about it on a podcast isn't like the uh, epitome of open, then I don't know what (laughs) is. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I am so proud of you for like w- expressing your yourself and just being vulnerable on the podcast because like I, it's it's uncomfortable sometimes, but I think like again like the pe- people that are listening, even myself, like you could be helping so many people just by sharing your own experiences and like who knows who's listening that's going through the exact same thing, but didn't even realize it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, Jeff. And, like, honestly, at the end of the day, even if, like, it doesn't impact anyone in that way, um, it's cathartic for, for me. For sure. If it, this is, like, a form of therapy in a way. Yeah. So even if it's <laughs> it helping, is. if it's helping just you, it's still helping someone that, that could use the help, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I've been, now I've been, like, getting creative with with ways to hold myself accountable and like loop other people in. Like if I have to clean an area of my room and it's been, it's been messy for the last three weeks, I'll like send a photo to a friend and be like, I'm holding myself accountable. Now you're part of it. I'm going to send you an updated photo in a few hours and it's going to look better (laughs) than this. Like I can't promise what gets done. Something's going to change though. I love Um, that. Yeah. yeah, So you're finding, you're finding ways to hold yourself accountable. I love that. Yes, absolutely. And just because I'm dealing with something that makes it a little bit harder to hold myself accountable in more like traditional senses doesn't mean that it's impossible that I'll never be able to hold myself accountable accountable again. You oh know what gosh, I mean? No. Like that's yeah. That, it's just it's, again, it's it's a journey that you're still you're just getting started with. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but anyway, thank you, Jeff, as always for um, giving me the space to talk about this stuff. And oh my I, gosh, of course. Anyway, love you. <laughs> and love you all. Oh, love you too. Listening. And love you all too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still me. And oh, I'm still great. Yes. yes, you are <laughs> you're still you. You honestly like you're yeah, haven't you haven't changed. You haven't changed one bit. <laughs> Not one bit. It just made me even spicier. Yes. Neuro spicy, is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Isn't that cute? When, when you you texted me that, and I, I, like, for some reason in my mind, I was like, oh, like, neuroscopy. Like, that's a thing. <laughs> so, like, I googled neuroscopy, and, like, I don't even, I don't think anything came up. I don't think that's a real thing. <laughs> oh, my God, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, so Ari's just, like, openly spelling things very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I love neurospicy, though. Uh, yes. Very cute. Okay, well... That's enough talking for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Love you all. Uh, Love you all. And um, you are all beautiful inside and out. Beautiful, perfect, (laughs) worthy. Well, no one's perfect. Worthy, amazing, incredible. You're the best. Show-stopping. Never been done before. (laughs) One in a million. (laughs) One in a million. (laughs) Okay. Goodbye, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye.